Hello everyone, welcome to Golden Circle, a talk show by Rethinking UX, India's largest design community. The future of travel industry is undergoing a profound transformation. It's no longer just about moving people from one place to another. It's about crafting immersive experience that leaves travelers with unforgettable memories. In this era of innovation and ever-evolving travelers' expectations, there are boundless opportunities and challenges to explore. Join us for an engaging conversation as we dive deep into the world of travel design with a distinguished leader in the field, Akanksha Singh. She is Director of Experience Design at, at Expedia. We will uncover UX best practices, what is the role of artificial intelligence, personalization, travel experience design, and much, much more. Hi, Akanksha. Hello. Hi, um, hi Mayur. All hi. Yeah. So it's my it's my privilege to introduce our esteemed guest Akanksha Singh. Uh, Akanksha has been in the forefront of crafting expect, uh, exceptional journey for travelers worldwide ex, uh, at Expedia. Her insights into the intersection of UX design and travel sector are invaluable. I am honored to have you today uh, on this show, Akanksha. Uh, we all know that you are the custodian of experience design at Expedia. Uh, what else? Uh, the audience should know about who Akanksha is because when we last met uh, in the Delhi Convoke, right? Someone said you are also an influencer. So, uh, from you, who Akanksha is? Over to you, Akanksha. Well, okay, that's a deep question. Um, I think uh, one first and foremost, I think one uh, someone asked me like, why design? And uh, I think my uh, sensibilities or my passion comes from uh, architecture somewhere. You know, I've studied architecture and and kind of there's that's where my sensibilities and that's where my passion comes from. Um, apart from design, what else drives me uh, as an individual is actually travel, which is uh, which is uh, kind of amazing that I am working for a travel company. Um, I loved traveling for for a long time. I've been traveling quite a bit extensively. I've covered like 25 countries uh, and usually like traveling to unexplored destinations. So I would have visited countries that no one has heard of in India mm-hmm. or no one generally travels to. I like to kind of do that. And then recently, oops, did you it's hear okay. my phone as well? Yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Where yes. do I start? Where do I start? Uh, you, have, <laughs> you have you have visited twenty four countries, and many of them, the Indian Indian audience don't even know about it. Yeah. So apart from design, uh, what really drives me is actually travel, which is which is amazing that I'm part of uh, a travel company itself, and uh, I love kind of if both of my passions are kind of you know uh, wedded together. Um, I visited around 25 countries. Uh, I have explored destinations that usually people don't uh, hear about in India. And then uh, recently, uh, around two years back, I'm also a new mother. I've, I'm a mother of a baby girl. And I started exploring and hiking in small ways with her um, at a very young age when she was two months old. So, so you know, like I, I, I love that aspect and that aspect yeah. no one knows 
too deep about me but yes that's that's what defines me thanks a lot akanksha no i think uh, what i have learned now is the only thing that you can learn is exp- uh, that you can earn is experience right uh, uh, no matter how much you can spend on gadgets or anything which is more physical right but what you earn is experience so uh, if i ask you uh, one place which you would recommend everyone to visit being a traveler right which place that would be and and for me right across the globe i have not traveled that uh, those many countries but if i have to keep one which is at the top of the list right i'll still keep leh and ladakh which is in india uh, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's it's pristine right and i would encourage everyone to go and visit as long as it stays pristine right yes so yes. Uh, so that one place if you have to like recommend to our audience which that place would be well that's actually you know the, you mentioned leh ladakh and it's it's amazing it's beautiful i think if i have to recommend uh, a place i would probably kind of go ahead and recommend something that's outside india and something i've recently visit visited uh, and that's uzbekistan mm. um i feel one it is it is a country that's super near and close to us uh the flight is uh, just you know from delhi to chennai kind of a flight uh so it's super near it's super beautiful and our roots our country's roots are embedded in a country like uzbekistan um awesome. so so yeah true it will true. be beautiful. awesome so like that's the advice uh, everyone you should have uzbekistan in your uh, list of places to visit so akanksha coming back to what we do right ux design so Personalization is a buzzword in all industries, including uh, travel industry. Right? Can you share some insights into how Expedia approaches personalization experience while respecting user privacy and data security? Because, uh, and why I'm asking this is, I don't remember much has changed in last even three four years. And three four years is a too long a time, right? We open an app. we go and uh, i won't name any of the app but we open an a travel app we click on either hotel or uh, flight and we choose the dates and then we move ahead right uh anything that you can throw some light behind the scene what happens because the, as a as an end customer right end user the experience has remained the same except few features has been added and maybe that is good because we never come to know the nuances behind the scene right that also that is also good because experience is untouched and it's smoothless like it's it's like it's a it's a smooth one right so anything on personalization keeping the security and privacy data security and privacy intact great question i think i can answer this in context of uh, the team that i am a part of and how we kind of utilize personalization and data to kind of drive some of the value for the travelers as well um so imagine and and i'll just speak about what what i do at expedia right which which domain i work for so i handle the travel insurance and fintech side of products at expedia and uh, design the experiences of those products now um anyone who goes to expedia don't really go there to buy travel insurance right they go there to buy a flight they go there to buy a hotel um but how we can really uh, create value for those travelers is that uh, you might as a traveler feel that you don't need an insurance 
or there are at least what the market research tells us that there are so many there's a large chunk of our travel segment who actually are at the edge they're like tell me why i need to buy an insurance i really don't yeah. know why i need to buy an insurance so we can use some of the data that we have gathered from the past search history like for example are they traveling with kids are they traveling to a location which is a high risk location in terms of weather conditions um are how many days are they traveling um are they booking a flight that is non refundable um and uh, you know like things like these uh, have they bought an insurance in the past um are have they bought any product uh, that kind of offers them flexibility in the past that that we can take some context from so we basically try and pitch the product uh, the right kind of product to the traveler with the right mental model so mm-hmm. that it really rings a bell with them this is sure. why you need this is why you would need insurance so this is why you would need this product and mm-hmm. when we say this is why you would need it we really need to understand their needs right mm-hmm. because um so so to speak that language we have to really kind of leverage some of the data that they have given us from the past and 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 possibly also personalize the data by very small things like um recognizing a loyal traveler and telling them yep. what they have and their benefits right so So these are the things that we do. Uh, there is lot more that Expedia does, honestly, which I might not be privy of. Uh, sure. But uh, but yeah, but uh, these are definitely things that are top of mind. Sure, because you touched the insurance in travel, right? Uh, and uh, have you seen the data going up, or the because of your onboarding by insurance, right? Uh, has the data gone up? People are going and buying the insurance. One second. have you used insurance uh, as a tool as a tool for retention right because currently what happens is insurance you buy per trip right what if if you buy insurance one and then throughout the year if you are booking from let's suppose expedia right uh, we will yes. take care of your insurance so that's that's a big one but that i have not seen anywhere is there a legality or some governance which is stopping it because this is a no brainer right well uh, it's a very complex space and uh, it is very legally regulated right uh, so expedia does not is not an insurance company right it sells insurance from insurance providers sure now um, if someone buys insurance from us they are actually buying insurance of a provider that we are hosting on our platform got it right so so servicing actually is very tricky aspect of insurance and what you're talking about is really offering the benefit and the claims and the 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 yeah. the, 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 part, the second part of of yeah. it so that the customer comes back to us honestly this is top of mind uh, this is top of mind for us this is top of mind for a lot of uh, even insurance companies as well and uh, something that we don't take lightly so we have some work streams which are completely focused on how do we offer travelers the kind of benefits or the kind of easy interface after they have purchased the product um mm-hmm. and just to touch upon a little bit we have something called as trip care uh, which is uh, which is what what we do is, in trip care is once a person has bought insurance you mm-hmm. actually post purchase we simplify the policy for the traveler 
to a lot of extent so that they understand the benefits they understand where they need to go and claim they understand each and every aspect in very humane language not in a legalese term yeah. so that they really know their product and uh, i think that's something that we have really done well uh, what we haven't really touched upon is really the servicing aspect if someone really has to claim they still have to go to our our partners to claim that cool no i think it uh, the good thing is with a brief discussion on insurance right i think the audience will have some uh some thought process around okay how it works right uh, what are the pros and cons maybe to some extent cool uh, let's continue this interesting discussion and uh, the next uh, question is even more interesting uh, ai right ai is in, uh, increasingly shaping the travel uh, industry uh, from chatbot to personalized recommendation how do you see ai's role in ux design evolution and because it is the question is to you uh, especially in travel industry and what are the key considerations for designers working with ai powered solutions uh now i think it's been almost 6 7 months where everyone is playing around with the ai chat gpt and everything else right where we are now and where we'll be heading and what the designer should look after to make sure that they should harness the full, full potential of ai well uh, again there are there are many takes of different leaders yeah. on this topic yeah. it's a very hot topic in the industry yeah. i think um, overall how i would propose and how i think ai can kind of really play a big role especially in the travel industry especially in a, a company like expedia is to one i think ai can really help us mine some of the data that we understand from the travelers really well because mm-hmm. Uh, we get so much of data we get so much of research insights from our travelers and we spend so much of time in really deriving insights out of that yeah. what ai can really help us is really expediting that process making sure that we get the key insights really quickly uh, from our traveler uh, from the data that we have gathered and are able to action on it right yeah. so that is one piece and then that's very research focused um how designers can leverage uh, ai is one i think um, we tend to do and which is which is great as well a lot of discovery before mm-hmm. we come up we are able to visualize our ideas mm-hmm. um with idea visualization can be cheaper um okay. you know, and and ai can really play a role over there um if you have to pitch ideas to your leadership if you have to pitch uh, you know presentations to your leadership um i think what looks and you know if you you know what looks good sells you know yeah. so so really giving a, a sort of a vision uh, to the ideas and what you're talking about because if, when you talk about designs and experiences in words it really doesn't make a lot of sense um so to really create that i think leveraging ai can be a, a big benefit as well um how else i think uh, copy for sure you know mm-hmm. making sure that your design speaks the right kind of language uh with the right value to the travelers so i think all of these areas and i think recently i think today i used ai for um uh for for generating traveler scenarios for for creating a workshop uh, yeah. we are doing a workshop so we wanted some scenarios that we wanted to work on uh used ai with a couple of prompts and refined it further and they were ready i mean so 
um it's it's powerful to use it yeah. in like i think asking the question can i do this faster by any other way like really being intentional about using ai um can help for sure yeah now up see like travel how i look at it it's a 360 immersive experience right end to end right it point a to point b and point a doesn't start from the airport right it starts from oh, yeah. your home or at from your home or even uh, a month before uh, you even start your journey right but still we'll talk more about the gap areas and other things in the subsequent uh, like questions that i'll throw up on you but i think uh, ai it's we have we have just started right i think even the integration is happening as we are talking about it right so most like and we as a designers right we need to be at the forefront to make sure that okay we utilize them uh, and not to misuse use or be against them right because there there are tech teams there are product management team they'll also be there to help us uh yes. coming moving on to the uh, next very important one uh, any travel plan right starts from rating and reviews right uh, mm-hmm. the travelers like rely on rating and recommendations how can the travel industry leverage ux design to build trust and credibility because uh even now right because many of the places the rating and reviews are, are moderated that's what every uh, organizations talk about it but that trust is not there right people do think that okay these are fabricated or uh, like like many other things right uh mm. if have you and your team have you given any thought around it uh, rating and reviews and they are important ones right if you go to any of the online players right people start from there right how is the hotel right how is the how, how was the flight journey uh, or anything else right uh, yeah. anything yeah. anything around this because you are from travel industry and rating and reviews e-commerce and travel right the yes. rating and like recommendation plays a major role so anything around this akanksha well i'm glad that i'm also uh, also partly working on reviews so awesome. uh, so so i can definitely kind of chime on some of the aspects of how we are building trust through reviews so one is uh when we when we ask travelers to submit a review mm-hmm. uh how we ask them and how um we kind of talk about that we want their honest opinion you know in in the uh, for the reviews that they've given and how detailed we want to go in in their reviews mm-hmm. is, is something that helps us get maybe less number of people entering that but more quality mm-hmm. of data yeah. that we get out of it so we try and focus on quality and quantity both as a balance to kind okay. of you know um do that and uh, all of that we kind of when we send in an email uh, a lot of it is in the copy a lot of it is in the content of how we kind of solicit that review now when the review comes to us um there can be two ways one is a third party review like you're talking about right like sure. the one that can be um uh taken from any other third party another is is the reviews that we have generated through past years of collecting it through travelers now all the third party reviews we we have ways to kind of mention to the travelers that this is this has been externally sourced Yeah. This review is externally sourced. You can kind of click here. You know the source of this information and details. Um, other ways that we we use reviews across the site is also even for insurance. 
I yeah. mean, someone has bought an insurance and has got a claim. Um, being able to surface how that claim and how that insurance product has benefited someone really helps a traveler to kind of really think about okay, this makes sense, and not surface the same kind of things over and over again. Right? Really build a trust around. what that traveler is looking for what is that personalization that he is looking for and surfacing something that is relevant to that traveler again it's mm-hmm. an aspect of personalization but how can you build trust you can build trust by by and travelers and everyone on the internet have limited time in hand surfacing something that is really that will ring a bell with them if i'm traveling mm-hmm. with kids and i've surfaced a review up front on top that is focused around traveling with kids yeah. you know yeah, yeah. Um, so the the kind of trust and the kind of um, you know brand I, i would say the brand trust that gets built in that yeah. process is is really high so i think we kind of kind of play on even personalization and the quality of reviews to kind of build mm-hmm. that trust with the travelers okay okay uh i i'm just uh, thinking where, what should be the next topic okay uh the designers now right uh and it, it's a straight question let's suppose if someone if you have to hire a designer right what traits you would uh like to have a ux designer to have one uh let's guide us let's suppose if i if i want to be hired in expedia right as a ux designer Uh, not as a manager just a like ux designer uh what are the best traits that you would or what are the traits that you would try to see uh and then plan that okay this is the best guy or a girl to be hired for expedia uh i think one is definitely how uh, i, I... So, so everyone comes up with this portfolio that has this process yeah. associated with it, right? Like, so all the designers who submit their portfolio have a standard process of going about, you know, that portfolio. I think what we look for is really what is the problem that you know that designer has identified, mm-hmm. and is that problem really being solved? And how many ways did that designer try to solve that problem? Okay, you know. because if if there's this and lot of times honestly it's as simple as that lot of times what we have viewed in the portfolio is that there is the standard process that uh, that designers follow but really what the problem never got nailed and if it did get nailed um it wasn't really solved okay towards the end and mm-hmm. um, if it was solved it was only solved with one perspective in view it was not solved with multiple perspectives like these are the other things that we could do because design is a very you know it's a very evolving field and it's an evolving thing right ideas are can come from anywhere i i love the when the designers listen also i love when they um when they are very open to really changing their mental model mm-hmm. um and and are able to kind of here and really uh, you know and and i think one of the things that we do in in our process is also like just um not case study giving back but really designing with us yeah you know so how do they 
work in collaboration with everyone in the room right how what questions do they ask what are the things mm-hmm. that they want to know before they want to design and mm-hmm. of course i think the uh, the main thing is also craft um how good they are um you know how um how they have and craft actually kind of comes in multiple forms i think these days it's definitely around uh not just around which uh ux design and and interaction design and navigation and and information architecture but it's also about visuals it's also about um you know how much you have tried different ways of approaching a problem different iterations what is what is the what are the ways you approach the craft right so craft is pretty high on radar uh, although mm-hmm. we have a design system in place uh yeah. that doesn't mean that craft is not important right like you, how how well you can use the design system and how creative you can be with the design system only comes when you really know your craft well and like and that's the core right from there everything starts although you have a design system but that's the core but one thing uh, the others uh, follow up question what you were saying uh do you do you look for a generalist or specialist t shaped or a specialist uh, <laughs> it really it really is dependent on what is the need of the the time or the hire right i think sometimes i'm i feel and sometimes we do feel the pinch of a specialist hmm. we we do, i think there are there can be 80 20 rule there can be okay. like 80% generalist in the team but 20% okay. need to be specialist Sure. because those sure. are the people who will raise the bar for yeah. different skills in the team and then eventually for the for the entire team because team right. is known uh, team is known by the final output right it's not one person it's the entire team uh, one right. thing which i wanted to ask uh, a follow up question is you mentioned in the portfolio and that is for the benefit of everyone who is like listening to us right now uh, you did mention that not only one solution but multiple solutions right generally yeah. portfolio is all about showing the best that you had presented right mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. but what you are saying is have one slide or couple of slides showing what all other possible right. solutions were were like idea were ideated and then the the one was picked right so that should that should also be part of it and not just one and then file and then you move ahead right that was the whole intent absolutely absolutely and the reason why we why we expect that is because design really happens that way right yeah, you yeah. you have you 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 start with something you go you evolve it further you evolve it again further you have like six ideas on the table and then you pick one yeah and you pick that one or two basis some logic mm-hmm. i think what we want to also get at is the logics that you sure. have place to pick a particular design that's really important because eventually you are the custodian of design and you will be autonomously working with product managers so how you choose design and how you cho- make a choice is important mm-hmm. as well okay uh one more question that i have when you interview uh, ux designers right uh, irrespective of any level that you are hiring what do you see them uh, emphasizing more on uh do they emphasize only on experience part or even the business goal and the metrics and the number uh Absolutely. are we yeah. we as an so 
I'm sure like you must be hiring the designers who uh, who have the business goal in the mind, the metrics and the data in the mind. But as a industry level, right? Do you see that everyone has some kind of inclination or affinity towards the business goal? What is the number from where we started, where we are moving? Or it's just pure experience part of the storytelling? I think the ecosystem has changed quite a bit in the past few years. People mm-hmm. do understand. I think I, I, I receive a lot of portfolios which are very data driven. Um, uh, and they, they definitely utilize data. They definitely talk about data. They definitely is a way of looking at data to drive decisions in design. Mm-hmm. So that is there. Uh, actually, how you use that data in driving that decision is also important. So, although I would say a lot of the designers who have access to data and again, like this is a privilege, right? Because a lot of times, a lot of designers work in organization where they don't have access to data. So, I do understand that. But uh, if there are designers who had the privilege to have analysts in their team and who had product managers who could provide them with data, uh, I also admire designers who have the inclination to go ahead and try the tools of data of their own like just you know mine the data and all of that but how you use those data points to really drive decisions and then say okay this is what I did because we wanted to move the needle from here to here and this is what the data was telling us from the travelers really um, data is a number it's it's a range or a number but how do you attribute that towards behaviors So that is very key. Uh, But we look for different levels of maturity, right? In that, see, this is, I don't expect a similar level of maturity with all the designers who come in, but yes, and at least an understanding and a potential there. So, yeah. And I think as you like, as you rightly mentioned, right, the industry, the design teams right across organizations they are uh, maturing right uh, and we are and in all positive way right what we did in couple of uh, or what i did in couple of organizations are organizations uh, is in every weekly meeting right i used to ask a designer come back with all the data about your feature and then present it right uh, that's also uh, starting to build that culture of data centricity and data informed right uh, because yeah. if someone, if if other designers see that okay, someone else has access to it, why not me, right? Uh, and the other thing is also consuming, as you like rightly mentioned, right? Consuming the data, there is data all around, right? What you do with the data, that's also quite important, right? Absolutely. So I think building that culture of outside in and inside out about the data, uh, even yeah. while presenting our designs, right? We started from yeah. here. What was the what was in mind? Uh, what was the metrics and the goal that we were like targeting i think if you speak that language of data right i think the trust starts building within uh in the interest of time and i uh, and i wanted to touch upon one last important one for all the leaders who are like listening to this uh, talk show uh what are the leadership challenges uh, that you face on day-to-day basis and if you can pick one or two and how do you try to solve them right uh one is obviously like uh a design leader being at a strategic level right and that strategic discussions happen at at a like different level altogether 
at Expedia because it's a global company, right? Uh, there are layers and layers, right? Uh, but yeah. do you see that as a challenger? And if that is, how do you overcome it? And anything else that comes to your mind? This question I generally throw to all the leaders uh, because it's it should not just be a question, but also a solution that should come from it, right? If someone else is doing the right way, right? I think yeah. we can also take something and then we can start doing it from tomorrow uh, and like not to wait for a month or so, right? So anything on, on, on those part, Akanksha? So um, I think fortunately, and it's, it is true for a lot of design leaders at Expedia, is that uh, we have been a part of a lot of strategic discussions from, from a very early stage. I would not say from the stage zero, which doesn't make sense, but, but really when, um, when some level of business intelligence has been figured out, Mm-hmm. And some level of understanding is there that these are the areas that we want to invest in. Sure. Right. Because the market is going in this direction because uh, we know that uh, the, the trend of the competitors or through the competitor analysis, through market analysis, because there's a whole business strategy team who does a lot of work around in that area. So yeah. we kind of get an understanding that this is where we want to invest in. Now, if we get that understanding, then that work goes to a product director or a senior director to kind of, you know, uh, understand it further and understand, okay, how do we approach the strategy of this direction, of this path, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So in that particular case, definitely experience design and research plays a decent role there. So we are definitely sort of co-authors of the Mm -hmm. strategy because, Mm -hmm. and what do we bring on the table? Uh, to understand, um, to really fi- fulfill the the traveler need aspect into the document, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. What what is the need here? Why are we going to build something? That question gets answered. To look at the market analysis and the market pyramid that that the strategy document has, and say, yeah. okay, for this particular segments, what are the scenarios that work? And then what could be the possible stories around it? So we actually build vision stories for those documents. So the documents no longer just become just a a word document where you you just read through a lot of features or the the path forward, but it has a visual storyline attached to it as well. And these vision stories are you, you build it for the design team or it is across all for for all functions to follow so these vision stories are specific to let's say if i'm i'm responsible for insurtech right so for insurtech i will build that for a particular program they can mm-hmm. be another program which will have a different vision story so these are sub stories of the entire sort of insurtech org that's running inside expedia right so Got basically it. if we have to under, if the leadership has to understand let's say tomorrow Peter Kern, CEO, comes in, says, okay, uh, what are you going to do in 2024? So, instead of giving him a six-pager document, how do we concise all of that in a story? And I think that vision story is something that we really contribute towards. We also brainstorm on what we could do for the travelers, on the features, on the ideas. Everything is like a collaboration with the product manager. Although I do recognize it's a very challenging thing to do. Sometimes product managers are open for that collaboration and sometimes they are not open for that collaboration, right? So yeah. I have been on both sides of the spectrum and uh, I've, I've been lucky to have 
um, product managers who have been very open as well. Um, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> because both of both of you presented together in the convoke, right? Yes, and 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 when there there are challenges, I think uh, then I would really recommend. This is what I recommend to leaders: is that find those opportunities when you are in those forums. and mm-hmm. like when you are in certain forums because you will not be absent from everywhere you will be yeah, present yeah. in some forums so when you are present in some forums actually go back do some homework come back with some something to add on the table yeah because yeah. if yeah just have that problem solving mindset and a bias to action mindset and come back with a, with something on the table that rings a bell with the group yeah with the with the audience uh, no i think uh, it's quite true and i have started calling it as a ux initiative uh, give it a name right everyone every uh, leader or every manager can give it a name because it is you and your initiative right otherwise it gets diluted thanks a lot akanksha for your time i think it was a great uh, discussion i know that the time is short uh, i would have loved to uh, discuss on many thought provoking topics uh, but like thanks for your time uh, that concludes rethinking ux the golden circle show stay tuned for more in, uh, inspiring videos and thought li- and thought li- like leaders from across the globe goodbye f- goodbye for now and don't forget to like and subscribe our video to get notified for all future episodes thank you akanksha and talk to thank you soon thank you so much for having me thanks akanksha so-